y'all. Welcome to the Blacklight Podcast. Hey guys, it's been a long time. It's been it's been longer than we had hoped, but we're we're back. We're oh. we're not gone. We're here for you. We're still doing it. We're still lighting up the world with our <laughs> dark you, buttockses. You keep saying it. <laughs> you keep saying the same thing again and again and again. About what? the podcast. We're doing it. We're here. We're light of the world. What it's, are all these it's things? Hype. It's, okay. it's hype, man. All right. So, have I, you seen Hassan Minaj's show? I have seen Hassan Minaj's show where he talks about Supreme and he talks about hype and yeah. how it's just like a brand based off hype. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a very interesting concept. You know, like how there are two two types of economical products. Like one product, you know, su- you know, follows supply and demand, and the other one, it's like, you know, the other one though. But as prices go up and, and scarcity goes up, the The desire for that product goes up as well. Like it's it's very interesting how proportional those things are. Like it's like oh, wow, proportionate. Sorry, proportionate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's that's an interesting concept. We could have a whole episode just on that. We probably could. Yeah. Uh, But we're not talking about that today. No. Today, actually, I want to start off with with a story for you. Oh, you have a story. It's not a long story, but it's a story that we've kind of been talking through. I do enjoy stories. So it's uh, don't get your hopes up. This is not a long story. So this week, I spent my um, my week in New Mexico. I was at Ghost Ranch for a venture workshop uh, with White and Reverie and Forestry Films and Jay Worsley and Seth Dunlap and Matt Johnson. So it was, it was a good time. Name drop much, bro? Just, I'm just trying to get people oh! out there. So that, <laughs> I'm just trying to get out there so we can be a nice little plug for Venture Workshop for anyone who's interested. Oh, for the next one. For the next one. When's, Anyways, when's the next Venture Workshop? Uh, still TBD, but probably uh, May. Okay. like 2019, May. Yeah. May, it's early. It's soon. It's I mean, not it's like, like late months. in the year. It's not like no, a, no, no. Probably in yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, so I had taken, of course, my car down there. Sorry, I, sorry. Can we get a discount code though, for real? A black light discount code. We can get a black light discount code. What what is it? Is it black light twenty percent off or ten percent off? I will have to actually get a location and get things dialed in and all that stuff. It's not live yet, so okay. So next time we can next time we're on the air, hopefully. We can get a black light discount. Code. Okay, I mean, hopefully, yeah. Right. Uh, probably be a couple times from now, but yeah, I want I want my the listeners to have something more than just us. Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> I, I'll do my best to procure. I'm sure I can procure that. Um, it just might take some time for us to get our crap together. All right, back what, to my story. Up? What's up? So I uh, before going down to New Mexico, I had a uh, a wedding in Breckenridge. So I drove from Denver. Out to Breckenridge. I actually left really early because I was worried about that. There was a snowstorm coming in that day. Yeah, there was. So I beat the snowstorm, shot the wedding. Everything was great. Uh, Drove down to Salida after the wedding and drove down the next morning down to um, Abiquiu. So it was was a long kind of trek and it was long, you know, long trips. Then, you know, spent the week at Ghost Ranch. And then um, on Thursday, drove back to to Denver from New Mexico. Now, one of the things that you and I have been talking about – probably off the air, I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, is um, our cars and how we are both just like trying to figure out what the heck to do with our cars uh, just because we both have, no, old, what's your, what year is your car, 2004? Uh, mine's a 06. Oh, yeah, 06. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, don't age oh, shame yeah. my car, man. Lee. <laughs> 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 06 Outback Ready. I got an 03 Forester. Um, so I, I, I'm on this, this journey home and uh, just north of Walsenburg, and, which is south of Colorado, just south of Pueblo, um, I'm driving up this hill, and my engine ramps up, but my RPMs do not ramp up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, crap, this is not good. 
But you're on the. I'm on the highway. But you're pressing the gas. I'm pressing the gas. Yeah. yeah. And so like it ramps up, but the end, but yeah, but the RPMs don't ramp up. So I'm like, okay, that's not that's interesting. The the uh, temperature doesn't change. So I'm, I'm driving, and then as I'm driving like another mile or so, like it starts like just kind of revving itself while it's driving, and it's mm. like, that doesn't sound really good. Yeah. Um, pulled over to the side of the road, um, turn off the car, and it will not turn back on. It's like totally dead. Uh, it'll, 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 it'll turn back on, but like the engine will like just like troll over, just like trail, like, and then um, just keep dying. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm like two hours from home still. I'm south of Pueblo. Um, and so I ended up like talking to Hills, calling her, and we ended up having to call, call a tow truck towed up to Pueblo. Um, and I got the call yesterday, or maybe Saturday, talking to the dealership who brought it, that the engine has a hole in it, and this car what? is super dead like wow super dead like it's gonna cost fifty five hundred dollars to fix it what yeah and the guy's like i i just don't think you probably want to how would it how will it cost fifty five hundred dollars to fix it well so first off we had to haul it to a subaru dealership um it's probably more expensive there oh but like he's like he's like okay you have your engine you have to get you have to take out he's like it's probably about 40 hours of like of labor is we have to find the right another engine for it um, he's like, we, you know, we have a couple of ways we do that. Goes, but also your head gaskets could possibly be blown more than likely they're blown. And we actually just replaced them like a year and a half ago. Cause it, you know, super foresters get them like mm-hmm. every, like about 180,000 miles, 200,000 miles. They have to get their head gaskets replaced, at least the older models. Gosh. And so we got them replaced. But he's like, yeah, when the engine, when they get a whole engine like that, when the engine breaks like that, like usually the gaskets burst as well too. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, you know, even if they're newer, they probably have to get them replaced. So all that came out of like, he's like, yeah. So. I asked him, I said, how much do you think this car is worth? Like, I said, if that was someone were to buy this car. Right, right. So do you have a, a number of it? What do you think it might be worth? Me? Yeah. 3000 Yeah. He's like, it's probably worth like $300. 300 300 Well, at the point right now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about. Oh, sorry. After it's fixed up? No, no, no. So he's like, yeah, it's probably. Like, so we're just like, okay, I think. So literally we have some dude. We found a guy on Craigslist who's going to come down tomorrow. Or Hills will drive down tomorrow to Pueblo. And she'll sell the car for like three hundred fifty bucks. Of course, yeah, no, it, it's it's technically totaled. Technically, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's super unfortunate, and yeah. super upsetting. So that's that's kind of the the newest dawn in our life is that we are uh, about to be looking for another car, but it's it just some, seemed ironic because I feel like we've been talking even think two weeks yeah, ago. No, about we were talking about it. How it's just like super annoying to like, I I've always. And I think I was just talking to my buddy about how this is maybe part of that scarcity mindset thing, too. And I don't... I can fix cars a little bit. Like, I can change my brakes and my rotors. and But I can't... I mean, I'm sure I could change an engine, but I've never done it. I don't know how to do it. I don't yeah. want to know how to yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I don't want to know how to do it. And so I think, you know, from, like, growing up, we've always bought used cars. We've always bought the cheapest. And then eventually the cheapest... Just somehow, I mean, between like fixing it and then buying another car or it breaking, you just end up paying probably just as much as you would for a brand new car. The only thing that you're lacking, the only thing you don't have is the security of a brand new car. Right. You know, you just yeah. have to, you're always sitting there worrying that right. your car, but I've always ever, I always thought it was wisdom and frugality that was like, oh, why would I buy a new car when I can just buy this nice, you know, used one? Yeah, and, I mean yeah. every car I've bought has been has been used, and the actually the most reliable car I ever had was a well, it was an old car. It's a nineteen eighty four Geo Prism, I think it was, and I had it in college. It was like twenty years old when I had it in college. Did you have a name for that car? Um, I didn't. I kind of regret that. I know. What kind of 
kind of guy. I know. Oh, uh, whatever. That's so, fine. but that car, I mean, I broke the door handle off because it was so cold in Minnesota. Like, all, it was like <laughs> so janky. I, but that car, like, would not die. I had a car. Oh, it died plenty of times. Mine. Uh, that at some point it wouldn't go in reverse. And so I had to always park. Um, on a hill <laughs> or, <laughs> or I had to always park so that I would, didn't have to reverse. Like if I was parallel parking, I'd have to park in a, in a, in a way that I would never have to reverse, you know, which I feel was, like parallel parking is like a dicey because someone else could just pull in front of you and back in real tight. Yeah. It, it's very possible. And it probably happened a couple of times, <laughs> you know, you just have to wait it out. Like, <laughs> it's just like, Oh dang it. You know, that car was a mess. Like I, there were so many things wrong with it. It was just, it was hilarious, but I remember it also didn't go in reverse. And then I was dating a girl at the time. She'd come from out of town, and uh, we're driving around, and it dies. And I was like, dang it. It's, you know, and, uh, and I, that, didn't, that relationship didn't work out. I blame the car. <laughs> just, it was foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, man, I just I was so embarrassed. But, so, uh, yeah, well, yeah. No, cars suck. So do you think you guys might go new? Or are you gonna I think, We're not going to go new. I think we'll go newer-ish. But that's the thing. So we just bought a newer-ish car for Hills in March. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was January, actually. And so we've already bought a car this year. And it's the first time we've ever had a car payment on a car. We've always bought in cash. Right. And so and I think that's the one pro of buying an older used car is that you can own it outright. You don't have to have a payment on it. But I feel like you end up paying that money out in time. Right. You have to make big payments at a time. Like it's like you pay four or 5000 bucks up front and then you pay like $1,500 to get a fix, $800 for a fix. And so you're paying these like bigger sums versus paying on a monthly basis. Yeah, and eventually it becomes a money pit. Right. Which never ends. Right. Like you keep getting something fixed. Right. And just, like, just like this, you know, my Super Forcer now, it's like, okay, well, it's basically done. And so now we got to, I, I had to tow it. It was $275 to tow it to yeah. Pueblo. That money's just like totally gone. Like I should just been like, hey, it's on the side of the road. Somebody wants it. Just pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the $300. I'll meet you at the car and we'll pick it up, you know? Yeah. Um, I got some, we'll make back the money that, on towing it from selling it. And so I almost like the idea, this is me personally, of paying on a more monthly basis with the same amount of money versus, and I guess, you know, that's, there's no guarantee that you'll, that car won't have problems as well. But, but it's under warranty. But it's under, you know, I mean, like, yeah, Hopefully. it's limited warranties for some of them or just like, it's just because it's newer, it's just a better chance that it's not going to have problems. Yeah. I'm not saying I want a brand new car. I just don't, like, this, the, this car I bought, it was not that old. It was, what, you know, when I bought it, it was less than 10 years old. And so I, it, 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 I'm not gonna no. lie. It did serve me very well. I've taken it all over the, all over America. I've driven it all over the place. I have, you know, I've taken it to the tops of the mountains countless times. You know, so I, I have pushed it really hard. And so yeah. I, I don't want to just like be like, oh, you can't buy a used car; it'll never work. No, I mean, it worked. It's just that now it's like. Okay, now it's not working. You yeah, know, and then like, when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Yeah, like oh, okay, now like I had to change the engine in it, but yeah. mine was a lot cheaper than you know mine yeah. came to like twenty five, yeah, or something. But I searched and personally found an engine for like nine hundred dollars. See, that's part of the yeah. Yeah, but it was like out of a Impreza, and it was it was just the right engine. Right, and that's the thing you can like save clean. money by doing some of the work yourself, yeah, and it doesn't right. have to be like the labor. It can be like, but, uh, but it's one one thing we're thinking about when buying. Well, a couple of things actually. First thing is that I was just super thankful that my car didn't die on the way to the wedding in Breck because that sure. would have really sucked. Gosh, I'm also really thankful that my car didn't die on the way to New Mexico because that would have also really sucked. Yeah, 
So it actually broke down in the perfect time for a car to break down. If there is a time, that was the time. Um, that was my last minute of the year. It's like everything from here on out is kind of more or less smooth sailing. Um, so I am very thankful. It's Thanksgiving week, so I guess we can talk about things we're thankful for. I'm thankful for that. Um, one thing, though, that we're, we're thinking about is, though, that we, we've considered buying a hail damage car because you can get a way better price. And there's this, like, um, Honda CRV that has, like, 30 or maybe like 20,000 miles on it, and it's going for, like, $13,000. And it's like 2016. So it's like a newer-ish car. Sure. It's, it doesn't look as pretty. But one thing, you know, Hills and I are talking about that. I was like, well, if I am moving more into this higher-end market for weddings, and you roll up to these weddings with like my hail-damaged car, Part of it. it also doesn't look quite as good because it's, it's that Colorado vibe, you know? Like, hey, you don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just one thing we're thinking about, too, is like, should we get a car to like – has some has some presence to it that make doesn't look like it's so th- shoddy and because my old car is kind of shoddy. Um, I think it's it's man, it's in both hands. You know, like one, yeah, you, you they they might care a little bit, but the most expensive wedding I shot this year, uh, I went to the bride's house and we were uh, we photographed them there to start. I mean, on the for the engagement shoot and they had the same car you know <laughs> like well, they had it was like a couple years newer yeah and so and and how often do we actually drive to those weddings yeah like well, i I, mean, I have started um like i mean any any other city i go to i rent a car right you know and so i'm just gonna start renting more like just because i, I do that with gear so i have the most update and clean gear and so Part of me is just like, all right, if there's a wedding, depending on where it is and like the price range and all that, I will, I will just rent a car, and so I'll have the security of just like, oh, yeah. I mean, that definitely got me thinking about that for like some of these nicer weddings or weddings that are just farther away. Like if it's a wedding that's seven hours away, I have to drive to, like in Dunton, it just almost makes more sense for me to like rent a yeah, car and build it up. Yeah, if it doesn't, because the wedding's cheap, and yeah. if you don't have like the whatever, you know, like, but. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing too. We were talking, my wife and I were talking about just that. Like, if since I'm shooting a lot of stuff out of state, if I do want to have like maybe it doesn't matter if my car is beat up and crappy, I can just rent a little bit nicer car in those locations and you show up with a nice car. Yeah, um, and again, and I don't think that much those, about it. Yeah, at those places they don't even see you. Right. Like, yeah. they, it's very rare. Like here, when you're shooting like a three, four thousand dollar weddings, it's like, oh, let's jump in my car and go right. drive around. Right. You know, and, and there it's like. For those higher end weddings, sometimes the I mean it might happen. Don't get me wrong; it might happen where you drive the couple somewhere, but if it's a luxury wedding, they don't want to go. Yeah, they're staying put. They're just like, take my picture. What do you mean? <laughs> like I what? Like, and they don't. They want to go somewhere crazy. You have to be able to create the same level of creativity right where you are. Right. You know, and it's 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 harder in that way. Yeah. And then you you know because you can't go to the middle of the woods with their dress that's more expensive than your car right you know what I mean? <laughs> like you you can't do it like you you can't you know and so it's uh it's quite a it's quite an experience but the times that we do i was in uh the car I, the planner they had like like a literal service that drove us or you know like i don't know some weddings you get into a limo or things right. like that but you know i i remember i think the last wedding we did. I just drive, drove up. I checked the valet. Valet. Yeah. I didn't see the car. I didn't see the car until the end of the day. You know, and so, and it was, a, it was a rental, but 
Anyway, so I don't know if that it's it's just a hard sell. I think if you had it, it'd be fine. I think personally, it'd just be nice to have something newer. Yeah, but, I think all yeah all the weddings have aside, just yeah. having a car that's more reliable or that you can feel like you can trust. Yeah, and business wise too, I think it's there, but I don't. I think you could get away with. Not having it, yeah. you know. Yeah. I I didn't. I never thought that it'd be wise to Uber to weddings until I met people like in New York or, and they just they don't have cars. They just Uber to their weddings yeah. or take the subway. That's what I did at my last wedding a couple weeks ago in New York. I Ubered. I, no, I I took the subway and I just walked to the wedding. Yeah. I was like, this is different, but it was fine. It was nice too, yeah. probably because you didn't have to worry about like all the congestion or traffic, just like just doing. Well, anything. I did have to worry about the subway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I was actually very afraid. It didn't break down, but uh, I was very worried that I was going to get trapped underground <laughs> and not be able to call them. Oh, yeah. Like, Listen, oh. I'm coming. But yeah, that's almost worse then, so I take that back. I left like two hours early. Speaking of which, when my car broke down on the way to a wedding in Vail, which is two and a half hours from here, two hours maybe, not even. It's but, about hour 40. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was years ago. Uh, I was driving to Vail. I left giving myself an hour and a half like freaking window mm-hmm. or like uh, cushion time Buffy, yeah. and uh, uh, my car breaks down just like yours did on the side of the road and I was like oh no and so I immediately I call two photographers call my boy Hardy what's up Hardy and I call my boy Tristan he's not a photographer uh, and uh, they both came and they don't know each other and I was like guys I need your help and I really like it's crazy and they're like alright what do you want us to do I was like I'm gonna get a tow truck to get my car towed mm-hmm. away uh, Tristan, uh, if I can borrow your car and Hardy, if you give Tristan a ride back to his house, I'll I'll take my car back to Tristan's house later. This is before. Now I actually live with Tristan. He's my roommate. But before I did not live with him. This yeah. was when I was in Colorado Springs, I think. Um, and so that's what happened. I got in Tristan's car. I drove up the mountain. Hardy took Tristan home. And uh, that like two weeks later, I. I was like, I need a new car, and I loved Tristan's car so much. He drove a Subaru. Yeah, I went out and bought the exact wow. same car. That's <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah, which is very funny. Um, and now Hardy and Tristan hang out like every week. No, <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk at all. But uh, it's it was rough, and I got to the wedding one minute late, and I was very upset about that. But uh, the groom came down the stairs. It was an elopement actually, and the groom came down the stairs. He's like. Oh man, you're right on time, man. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for being right on time. I was like, yeah, you have no idea, <laughs> bro. Like, cause I was just like going through it, all stressed, you know. But it worked out. Yeah, man. But it was yeah that buffer time, bro. Like, whew, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. Well, that was a long intro. That story definitely got away from me. But um, uh, it's fine. No so no uh, stuff you want to talk about. No that. one's listening. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, we're just talking about it. Well, ourselves. actually, people are probably listening to more now because this is Thanksgiving week. Everyone's in their edits out the door. This is like editing prime time. Oh, this is editing prime time. Are you editing out there? What's going on? Are you uh, Are you done for the year? Um, shooting, yes. Editing, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one more to both shoot and edit, and then I'll be done. Ooh. I just have lots of other things to do. Like, I need to blog. I mean, dude, some I, stuff. I, I feel that way. I'm like, I have so much crap to do. That I just feel this tension. Like, I, I gotta get. So, yeah, I just feel that. Uh, start the day with that music, that hype music. I'm, th- I'm serious. Like, put some hype music on. It, it stops your right brain from getting in the way of, of things. Like, it's, 
music can has that ability to stop your whichever brain, whichever side of the brain bothers you know or like thinks out of things or gets in the way of things or like inhibits you from doing things. It engages it so much that you can that you can just be artistic or be whatever you can you know. And so your your impulses are a little more like a uh, little less inhibited uh, by music. That's one of the powers of music. I think that's you know we we were together. You shot a wedding that I was in. Oh yeah. And you played music for the bridal party. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like pretty cool because it it loosens people's inhibitions. Yeah. Not only I mean it sets some certain mood, but I think also for myself, if I was a photographer, I was talking to. Uh, this guy, G-Day, Alakijay, uh, he's a photographer. Oh, yeah. He's the guy you met in New York? Yeah, I met him in New York. And I wanted to have him on the pod. One day we will. But he had that. He was like, he wants to listen to like little earbuds inside his ear while he's shooting the wedding. And like maybe have a radio to his second shoot or something. But so he can't hear. So that he's like constantly not second guessing himself wow. or thinking outside. I actually had a buddy in New York so that he, he's like, I don't care anymore. I put earbuds in, in for every reception. For the reception, yeah, for the she was the reception with the just earbuds in. Yeah, he said he said that for the reception too, which I actually found that interesting because the reception actually has music, right? But he, for him, he doesn't want the loud music. He wants like you some know, of the jazz, some of the calm down, or yeah, something Focus that music. helps him like helps him creatively. Mm-hmm. So if, like if you listen to jazz, he, it might help him construct different patterns or something like that. Interesting in in the dance on the dance floor as opposed to just like. Him being so high energy, Interesting. but I don't know. I like the high energy yeah, stuff. I'm like, you know, the dance floor is like I get. I have a lot of fun on the dance floor yeah, with get my freaking jacked. Yeah, dang, bro. What? What? Get jacked, bro. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, dance floor. <laughs> uh, get jacked, bro. Get jacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So, tell me this. Tell me this. You went up to that wedding a couple years, a couple weeks ago. That cold <laughs> a couple years one. ago. That uh, cold one. Which, what, one. which wedding? The one where you were right before Venture in oh, Breckenridge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you wear? I wore a... I didn't think through it. Okay. Sorry, what are you wearing right now? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what did you um, wear for this? For that wedding, I wore a button-up shirt. I wore actually black jeans. Because it was, so this is a winter wedding, so I wore it because yeah, of, so, yeah. yeah. So I wore black black jeans. I wore my red wing boots, and I wore a um, like a like a shawl cardigan, like a big necked cardigan. So it's like really warm, but it kind of like looks kind of nice. Um, so yeah, I wore black, basically black pants, but they, they were denim, um, button up shirt, like nice shawl sweater, and boots. Hmm. So because I was actually yeah, I typically I I wear like a blazer. A button-up shirt. It's a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. And like uh, crop like trouser pants. And I just don't what, what was that? Crop trouser pants. So basically they're like... Sorry, the sorry. Pants. For the non-hipsters. Can you say it one more time? Crop trouser pants. Crop trouser pr- pants? Pants, yeah. So they're... Because they're, they're like, they're like three-quarter length pants? No, they're like... They're, well, I mean, they're full length pants, but if you're from the from the burbs, you might call them flood pants. Flood pants? Yeah. Because they ride high, so people think you're coming for a flood. They're like, I mean, if you roll, oh, if you take I your see. jeans and roll up your jeans, at this, it's that same length. That's just how they come. Oh. And so there's a gap, so you can see like, so you have to wear like ankle socks with them, so you can't see your socks. And I wear like, they like they look fashionable. Okay. And so I I usually wear that to every wedding, but with the winter wedding, it's kind of that like the wrench in the system because it can be really cold. Yeah, 
so you normally wear a blazer. You don't feel like that gets in the way of you shooting? I mean, it depends. So my optimum is spring and fall because then I can rock that blazer and not have to worry about it getting too hot. But if sure. it's summertime, I might show up in a blazer and then take it off and then I'm just wear my button-up shirt. Button-up long sleeve? Button short, up. Sir, button short, up short sleeve? Short sleeve, yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's progressive, bro. It is progressive. Wow. Um, but I do button it all the way to the top and tuck in my shirt. So, tie, no tie. Um, the one I've been, the button-up shirt I've been wearing has little uh, cheetahs on it. <laughs> like little cheetah print. Cheetahs? Cheetahs. Not uh, cheetah print, like l- actual little cheetahs on it. What do you mean? What's the difference between cheetah print and actual little cheetahs? Because like, like cheetah little print baby or, tiny cheetahs? Yeah, basically. It? It's like it's like little, not baby cheetah, but it's like a full-size cheetah. But that cheetah is printed all over the thing. But it's the whole thing. It's like its head, its legs, its tail, everything. But che- it's printed on it. It's, printed it's not on like it. a, like a embroidery. No, 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 no. it's printed on it. And like a cheetah print or like a leopard print would be like the, the spots. Oh, the oh thing. I yeah. see what you're saying. It's not like leopard print or cheetah. Yeah. It's like I actual cheetah. I was not okay. thinking that you were wearing cheetah print shirts. It's a very high end wedding. So. Yeah. Um, wow. So, but at almost every single wedding, I get a compliment on that shirt. People are like, man, that shirt's tight, bro. Oh, or, really? Almost every wedding, people are like, man, that's a cool shirt. Maybe you've been gaining weight, and they're like, bro, you need... <laughs> bro, that shirt is really tight. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be it. Um, so, but yeah, usually people compliment that shirt, because it's a fun shirt. Okay, so short sleeve... Wow, I'm trying to like... Because uh, I think we all have like a go-to wedding attire. Oh, yeah. like the what's, thing. Your, what's your go-to? Mine's mine's fairly basic, depending on, you know, for... Depending on the wedding. Okay. If it's a regular, like... I have like a black or it's like a blue and white checker striped shirt, uh, like like very normal, and everyone's seen the shirt with like these dark blue pants mm-hmm. from from Banana Republic. They're called the Traveler pants, so they're like part jean, part uh, like regular pant fabric. Or okay, whatever. like chinos. Uh, yeah, they're like part jean and part fabric. Okay. I'm actually wearing their Traveler jean pants right oh, now. Oh, okay, and. Uh, they're the best pants I ever had um, because they stretch. And so for all the squatting and yeah. moving and all that, they fit tight and they fit really nicely, but they have a lot of flex to them. Mm. And uh, they went on sale for the first time two months ago, I think, or like a month ago. Did you buy ago. like 12 pairs? They, I bought three pairs. They <laughs> never go on sale. Like it's, I went to the store and I was like, I went to the Banana Republic, or I went to the side where the pants are, and I saw that the pants were on sale, and I turned to the guy who was working there. I was like, are the traveler pants on sale right now? He's like, yeah, I know. They never go on sale. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so he's like, yeah, go ahead and buy as many as you want right now, because I don't know if this will ever happen again. I was like, dang it. And so I bought three pairs. Um, but they're... You got played. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're they're really amazing pants. Like, they're the only pants I wear now. Like, I don't yeah. wear anything else. I only, I brought I bought jeans, and I bought the blue ones. Like, they're like... Right. like, like dress pants and then I brought uh, like a khaki one or something um, yeah but they're great anyway so I do that and then I have like a nice dress shoe is what I do yeah. normally if I'm going to like the mountains I'll do something else and then I'll normally I'll roll up those sleeves I have a little gray bow tie from yeah. minus the dart which is this this girl here in town that makes bow ties and or she has a lot of she makes a whole bunch of stuff but it's a wool bow tie and it's just sharp enough yeah. tie I think is nice, but it gets in the way. Like yeah, like I the, feel that. Yeah, for so sure. the bow tie is just sharp, and it doesn't get in the way, and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and it's just real like brown belt, classic, normal kind of. He could be here for the wedding. He could be here 
or something else. So if I am shooting a higher end wedding, I well normally I'll bring a jacket, like I'll bring a blue jacket that goes with the pants. Uh, but I don't always do that. And so I go, it's a little like hipster trendy normally. Yeah. But, and then I'll wear a suit sometimes for wedding with that same bow tie, white shirt, right. black suit, or, um, yeah. Well, I, so like one thing I actually, I'm trying to, so I have tattoos and I have, and I have one on one on my forearm and I'm, I'm going to do my whole sleeve. And so one thing I'm thinking about too for next year is to actually start wearing long sleeve shirts to cover up my tattoos. Not because, um, people care necessarily but I actually feel like that's kind of the point is like I think at, at a certain price this is coming back to the car thing I feel like at a certain price point like tattoos are like edgy and like oh like you're, you're cool because like, you have tattoos or there's a certain like flair to that but I think at a certain point people like they don't necessarily care if you do or you don't but it's also like it's not really it's just like a thing but it's like you, do, you have them or you don't but it's not like you don't get any cool factor points for actually having tattoos um and yeah. so, especially like a, a, towards higher end weddings, it's more about like, hey, just do your work, and we don't really care. Just do, but do your work, and like, don't try to impress us. And I think that there's not that I have tattoos to impress anybody, but I feel like I'm also like looking to like maybe cover them up more, not to not because I've, I have any fear or shame or anything like that. Just like, um, I'm like yeah, I don't. I'm just like here to do my work and here to focus on the fresh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's both. It's this is again, you know, as we have found out in every, you know, with everything we talk about, is that everyone runs their business differently, and everything almost everything works for anyone. Like yeah. any, any, like someone's like, I put, show my tattoos and I shoot, you know, $3 million weddings. And the next guy's like, you know, I don't show my tattoos and I shoot $3 million weddings. Like, and almost anything works. So I don't think it's like, I, I've seen people shoot high end weddings and like a t-shirt. Like, yeah. Jake videographers, for example. Or like Ross Harvey. Sorry, Kaylin, you're not here to, de- <laughs> <laughs> to defend yourself. But, I don't know. I can't remember. I think we actually talked about what they wear, but um, I but I want to dress like a guest because I want my second shooter to dress like a guest because right. I don't want to feel like I'm there just doing a service. I want them to know. And I am actually very comfortable dressed up. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, no, I don't get to move around as much. I, I mean, I that's for me. I grew up going to church. I grew up like... <laughs> Son of a preacher. Yeah. You win that so, suit, boy. Yeah. And so I'm, I yeah. I remember coming home and not and just sleeping in my suit <laughs> and being extremely comfortable because it was very normal. You know, like in a three-piece suit, just sleeping in my bed. You know, like... <laughs> well, yeah. okay, to that point, though, I have talked to Kaylin about this at end, you know, with White and Reverie, and, and they, they mentioned all the time how planners, every time they're with a the planner, they always come up to them and say, man, you get to dress so sharp. Oh, yeah. And they always make comments about it. Yeah. And the assumption there being is like other people aren't dressed sharp, that they are kind right. of an anomaly. Um, and like you said, I don't think it necessarily means that you, people will still hire you because they don't really know. It's like they don't really know how you dress before the one. They may, they may have an idea, but there is a certain level of professionalism, I feel like, if you're getting paid a lot of money to show up and, and look like you're, you're worth what you're being, what you're asking. Yeah. Or like, unless you're, and then, but I mean, on both sides of that, and then, you know, Ross Harvey was talking a few weeks ago, at Arc, but he wears like a t-shirt and like trousers and his photos are insane. And so I'm like, there's, oh, yeah. there's I, like, like you said, there's, you can do anything anyway. Um, because yeah, I, I think you could, he could go and do that and it'd be fine. Like I remember I was shooting a, a wedding with, we were in, in, in Vancouver and I was shooting it with Sachin Kona. He's a British guy. Mm. Or he, he's from London. He lives in Vancouver right now, but we were shooting it up somewhere in Canada. And I was wearing one of those flat hats, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, how do you, how would you describe a flat hat? Like a, a newsies, like, hey, yeah. who wants the papers? You yeah. know, like, you know. Almost like a cab hat, but more modern. Like Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, yeah. yeah. like a driver's hat. Yeah. yeah, but we call them flat hats uh, in the swing dance world. Anyway, uh, and I've got on the flat hat, and it goes with what I'm wearing. I think it's cool. I'm like, man, I'm looking fly. And Sachin was like, hey, man, uh, let me see if I can do uh, Sachin real quick. <laughs> He's like, are you going to wear that hat, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what's wrong? He's like, you know, you, you can't wear a hat. And it was like, to him, I was wearing a cap. Like, like a baseball cap. Like a baseball cap. <laughs> yeah. Like the, you could tell by the way he was talking to me. He's like, what are you doing? Like, take off your, take off that hat. And I was like, what? Like, what's the problem? Like, this is a fancy, yeah. like, in America, that's, like, a legit hat. I, I would assume, like, that's a nice hat. Right. It wasn't, like, it's not a Kangol hat, guys. I was wearing, like, a broad, wide rim. Yeah, I've, I've seen a hat. A I've seen E.D. wearing a hat like this, and it's a nice hat. Yeah, it, you know, and so so I took it off eventually, you know, because I was, it hit my pride for a second. I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear my hat. Why are, you, why are you talking about what I'm wearing? Let's shoot. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I took it off, and uh, and it was fine. But it was interesting because for for me, I thought I was dressed up, and he was like, "No, dude, you you need to take that off." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I took it off; it's fine. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ross would, you know, if he's did he say a t shirt? Yeah. Did he say a, no? Like it's like a, a t shirt. No, like maybe maybe it's a polo, but like it's like, is a polo really better than a t shirt though? Honestly, polo a polo is, a polo is like I'm ki- I kind of care, but not really. No, I think a polo can be nice. Like a nice, like clean polo can be. Fine. I feel it. I mean, okay, it can be fine. I just feel like it's, but like, it's like what dads wear underneath their blazers when they work at a pharmaceutical company. Like, I'm going to the office with a polo shirt and a blazer on. Like, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Okay, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, but let's think about that pharmaceutical company or like the doctor or something, you know, a doctor. Who do you care what your doctor, what do you care what your doctor is wearing? If you have a doctor that comes in and one, you know, you have, everyone knows a doctor that's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Right. Everyone knows one. That's wearing a t-shirt and some... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a doctor in a t-shirt. I don't think I have either. <laughs> <laughs> I was making up this mythical doctor in my mind that's wearing t-shirts and like street shoes. Um, but anyway, or the doctor in a suit or the doctor in a lab coat. Uh, do any of those give you any sort of a, like if you're ha- you know, which one would you pick if, you, if you're like, okay, listen, take care of me based on looks alone? I mean... I guess it'd be hard to stay off, off of looks alone for a doctor. I guess I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I'd probably go with the one that s- seemed to look the nicest. Not so much. It doesn't like, matter. Not, it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm, I'm it nice, matter. When I say nicest, I don't mean like dressed nice. I mean, he's like, oh, that person looks pleasant. No, they have the same face, man. <laughs> this is the same doctor. This is the three clones question. of a doctor. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, I'd probably wear the one that was like dressed up a little bit, but not like wearing a suit. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering how the professionalism affects, you know, how the attire uh, affects the professionalism. Right. Because I think we're photographers. We don't really care, like, but at the same time, we are servicing an industry that cares. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I look at, like, our wedding photographer, Nirav. He took friggin' awesome images at our wedding, and he wore, like, just normal, like, clothes you wear around. Like, he wore, like, I think I remember him wearing, like, a button-up shirt and, like, just some, like, I think it was jeans. Just, like, like... just like street shoes, like nothing special, but like the images are phenomenal. And I've seen, like, I see at his house and like, I've seen him leave to a wedding because we were both shooting different weddings in the same day. 
He's wearing like the same kind of basically, basically the same thing he wore on our wedding day. Yeah, and you know I know he you know he charges more money, but and he's also very very talented. And that's like yeah, well Narav can do whatever he wants in my mind because he will get the images He'll no matter what. Images. And so I think there is that level too. Uh, I think it's almost a trust thing. Yeah. And I, I guess like for me, it's not so much dressing up for my for my clients as much as it would be dressing up for like their families or people that are around them because the clients I feel like they trust me no matter what. But like I. I definitely get a lot of comments from like parents or moms or you know like this past weekend, the the mom was had mentioned a lot of comments about money, and I was like oh like I I'm glad I'm not wearing like a t-shirt because I she made comments about you know money and things like that and I was just thinking like oh I, I'm just grateful that I don't look like I'm threw it all together because I, I would hate for her to think like oh she's spending this money on me as a she's talking to you about money yeah. or just in general he's like oh yeah like you have all my money. Oh, she kept making jokes. You're making, you're making jokes yeah. about it. yeah, yeah. But, like, I was, but still enough to be like, you think like, I'm not sure if it's a joke or it's a real thing. Do you have a go-to uh, clap back to that? I don't actually. Should I? What do you have? Do you have one? I mean, if she said the joke, if she was like, you're taking all my money, I would say something like, because I, I I'm very like laughy, smiley, like, oh, ha, 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 you know? And so I'd probably say something like, oh, but you'll be taking all my pictures or time or something. I don't know. It's not a clapback, but I would have to say something that's like, I got you, lady. Don't yeah. worry. Like, you're going to get something in return for all your money or something. Yeah. But what did you say to that? Like, I just like... Like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's not going not, not gonna to get to Mexico on his own, bro. <laughs> no, yeah. I, didn't say, I didn't say that. But I just... I, I She said... I asked her a good question. Um, she mentioned that. And... I think I made like some kind of like comment about it being, you know, make essentially kind of trying to reassure her, like, hey, like I got your fam, like don't worry, we're gonna, we're gonna make some great stuff. Um, but like it was also like I don't really know what to say because I, I, I don't love, I don't want to talk about money with like friends, but I don't know how to talk about money with strangers, especially when someone's like almost like not accusing you, but like, hey, you took all my money, therefore there's all these expectations on something. Not that it's all about the expectations, but I just like, I don't, know, it feels weird to like to. Put those those kind of um, value propositions on somebody that like may not value what I do in the same way that I value it. Right, right. That's kind of what's like if a, if a if a couple or a client said that, I feel, I'd feel more confident. Like yeah, like like I'm gonna get you guys killer images. Or maybe you could say, yeah, thank you to the mom. Like yeah, gosh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like yeah, I know, but thank you so much for having me. Like yeah. just like turn it, just make it like sweet, sweet and pleasant. Like, that's real nice. Like, that's a real nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I actually like that a lot. <laughs> so glad I, I, I'm so glad you want me to be here. Yeah, like oh yeah, I'm sorry, but thank you for having me. Like I love you guys so much, or something. And just make it, just automatically turn it into a pleasant like. That's a nice. That's a nice. Yeah. Because you do love them, you know. You like fall in love with these people. Yeah, it's true. So uh, hey, that, that, this this so more or less it was a conversation. It was what we're just talking about: what you wear on a wedding day. Does it matter? Yeah, I just think it's. A, I think it's something that people think about yeah. at least. I mean, we're unfortunately we're just two dudes uh, because I feel like women have to probably deal with this quite a bit, like yeah. looking professional, but also probably wanting to look nice and. You know, like I've seen women wearing like all black, like pantsuits kind of thing. I've seen wear, women wearing all black dresses. That or, that is one thing that I think for women that it is easier to wear all black and look stylish for a woman. I think mm-hmm. than it is for a dude to wear all black and look stylish. Yeah, when you look 
all, when you wear all black, you look like a waiter. If you're right. A guy. Yeah. I feel like yeah. for like a girl coming like, like an awesome pantsuit or a great dress, there's a, a bunch of different stuff and look and it, all the, the stuff goes really well together. It looks professional. For myself, if I wear like a black button up shirt and like black pants, I kind of would look like just somebody's there to like, I look like the video team. Oh, oh shots fired. Um, <laughs> so that's, I think that, yeah, but to your point, I think it is definitely probably tar- tougher on women for that. Yeah. But I do wish I could rock more stuff, wear all black and have a look more classy than just. Yeah. Did you wear, did you wear gloves when I'm at winter? Wedding? I did. Yeah. What gloves did you go with? So, were, did they, were they, uh, did they have the dexterity to them? They did. So I literally, to... I went to uh, a mount, uh, outdoor store before mm-hmm. the wedding. I actually told my wife before I left, I also have to stop because I need to get gloves. So I got these North Face gloves. Mm-hmm. They're 40 bucks. Um, and they're like super lightweight and you, I can do all my camera stuff with them on. So it's not heavy. Um, and I feel like they did really well in terms of like, they weren't like, oh my gosh, these are so warm, but they were way better than having nothing. And do they have, uh, uh, do they have the touch, touch sensors? They, they do, but now that everything's got like the touch ID on it. So my, my phone doesn't have the face ID. But they do have the touch sensors, so you can use your phone and stuff with it if you need to. So I was able to use my phone. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. What yeah, were you yeah. saying? Touch ID. Oh, it's the, the touch ID now. You can't put your, you your fingerprint. Oh, so you to unlock it yeah. or something? So I, I don't have the face ID yet. So I still have to put in my passcode. But yeah, it, it has that, so you can use that, which is real nice. So I wanted that, and I also wanted so I can move around my camera. Yeah. So I got I those. had Arteryx. I got some of these really thin uh, Arteryx clothes, and they were they're amazing. Like, they're thin, and when I'm ready for a cold wedding, I'm like, Shoot, yeah, man. Like, I don't have to worry. Like, yeah. they're, uh, I wear them all the time now, but they're my favorite clothes. And they're, they were like, they're stretchy enough. And so, and they're waterproof and all that stuff. And so they work really well. Um, what about, what about a really hot wedding? Because, listen, I've done it all. <laughs> that yeah. same thing that I said that I wore. Yeah. I wore it at, in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> <laughs> in Punta Cana. And, and it was extremely, excruciatingly hot and I sweat just like in general yeah same uh, imagine me before the wedding soaked my clothes were soaked before the wedding even started I got there and I was like oh no like this is <laughs> this gonna, is not gonna end yeah, well this is gonna be a problem well that's it that, so my first wedding I ever shot was in Charlottesville Virginia and I dressed up ish for it I, you know I wore like a button up shirt that I had at the time this is like six years ago now and pants and I was drenched. But the end of the reception, dude, it was just like sweat stains out the wazoo. Everywhere. It was crazy. It's a mess. And, and but the thing is, like, and I, I, during the wedding, I was like, "Oh, this is not going well." Yeah. <laughs> like, in terms of, like my what I was wearing. Um, but everyone was like, "Man, you're out there working so hard." Yeah. And so I think people like recognize like, "No, they see you sweating." They see you sweating. Like, like, it sucks to be that guy. Yeah, like um, he's just getting it. But yeah. Well, okay. So a few years ago, I second shot a wedding with my buddy Gene Pease up in Minnesota. And it was a really hot day. It was like in July. And Minnesota goes to both extremes. Like wintertime, freezing cold. Summertime, super, super hot. So before the wedding, I was like, dude, we need to get some shorts for this wedding. And I was like, okay. So I didn't really have... I didn't really Because I was traveling up there anyways. I didn't really have many great clothes in general. So I... For like shooting weddings, says I had one outfit for the wedding I was in a shoot, and then I one for the second one day I was second shooting with him. So I bought like some shorts at the Gap and like a button t-shirt. Like a button-up... So not t-shirt. Like a button-up short sleeve shirt. And Gene also bought, like, some shorts, I think. Um, and I feel like I was wearing the frumpiest thing I've ever worn to a wedding. <laughs> like, they were very short. <laughs> like, they, were, they were that they were the, Yeah, they were short, but they were that short. And, like, I just didn't, I just didn't necessarily look great. Yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I 
slayed that wedding. Oh, you slayed the slayed wedding? Slayed it, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, and so I was kind of like, you know what? I don't really care what I... At that point, it's like, I like shots in the best images I ever shot. Maybe that's your thing. That's amazing. Maybe it's yeah. like... So I, that's, and there's that trade-off. I'm like, I feel like I slayed it. And I also felt like... I literally felt like I was... Like, my self-esteem, though, was so low because of, I feel like... <laughs> the shirt was, like, too big. And it just felt... Just not feel comfortable. I feel like you should try this again. You should wear that same outfit. I should. I should A B test it and yeah. I should see if I slay it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Hillary was like, she always gives me crap. She's like, remember that time we wore shorts to a wedding? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I slayed that wedding. Did they say anything? The couple? No, no, they didn't care. They, um. Yeah. I mean, listen. I I think I wish I had worn shorts. The videographer. Yeah. He wore shirts, shorts, sandals, and to this wedding in Punta Cana, and a white linen shirt. Yeah. But he also sweat through it very quickly. That's how hot it was. Right, yeah. So imagine me. I'm walking around with my wet clothes on <laughs> the whole day, like the entire wedding. You're probably thinking, oh, yeah, like he sweat a little. Listen, bro. It's like if I had taken my clothes off and dunked them in a, in a thing, a bin of water or whatever, and then took them out and put them back on. <laughs> They would have probably been drier than how wet I was with sweat. Which means I was also probably pretty stinky. They had fire dancers at night. Oh man! And I had to get up close. I was just a mess. Like the whole, I just had to. Eventually, I was like, "Ada, you just have to deal with it." Yeah. I rolled up my pants. There's this like point. There's this point you get to. I just rolled up my pants and I was just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be yeah. the worst." It's like I literally can't here. look worse than I look now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna embrace it. So I feel the most comfortable. Yeah. People know that I did not prepare well, and like it's just, I'm sure they remember. Like you remember that photographer? That? Yeah. <laughs> like so, I I've uh, actually never shot a beach wedding. Um, so I do feel like if I were to shoot a beach wedding, I would probably go out and buy linen pants, linen shirt. Please do. And I'd probably also buy like some like appropriate sandals that I could wear. Yeah, if it's gonna be hot, dress like a guest and right. that's for me that is I have to think through that. Like what are they gonna be wearing? Like if the groomsmen if mm-hmm. I'm dressed up way more than the groomsmen are dressed up, then something's wrong. You know, like obviously for a woman that's not the same. Like they're the bridesmaids are probably wearing these fancy dresses and right. you can't get work done, you know. And so uh, I don't. I'm not saying that women have it easy. I just. I wonder. You know what. You know what they talk. What they think about and like what kind of shoes they they wear. Like oh, that's a big thing too. So your feet don't hurt. Right at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. And so I wear dress shoes with inserts, but I know some people just wear like sneakers. Well, for or, this season, I, I wore a lot of the weddings. I actually wore like Nikes too or new sneakers too. Oh, and yeah. Hills was like, yeah, you can't wear those weddings. Like it just doesn't look good. And so I stopped. Um, and I wore dress shoes instead. I got some new dress shoes that I feel like were pretty comfortable. I'm trying to find something in between where it's like it's kind of like a nice shoe, but it doesn't look like it's a sneaker, but it's way right. more comfortable than like a dress shoe. Because yeah, and I also realized like you know, and that's the current weddings I'm shooting now is like we're outside a lot, we're in nature a lot, and so I usually wear now I've worn a lot of like Clark's like their desert boots because they're like they're like nice enough, but I can also make it work. I think it makes sense. I think you know. Anyway, I, I wonder what people are thinking. If they're like, yeah, I just wear whatever. I, I don't care about it. I don't think about it. Or if people uh, think about it. I think my go-to next year will be uh, a dark blue suit, you know, for the nice ones. Dark blue suit with white shirt, no bow tie. Yeah. It's I, just going to be yeah. a classy, like, oh, yeah, like he's here. He's here to work. 
He's stylish, and I, I like, I'm a stylish guy anyway, like, or I appreciate style at yeah. least. Why'd you just look me up and down when I said that? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? First, I'm not true. Uh, I don't Second, know if, uh, no, you are, you are, you're, you're a classy style. guy. No, but I, so I want to, that's the selling point. That's like, that's part of who I am. I'm right. not going to change it because, you know, so I, I would like to go to the wedding looking, okay. I like to feel nice. So, so then if you do a client meeting, what would you wear to a client meeting? Do you sell the same No, I vibe? go with my own personal, like, like, kind of hipster style mm-hmm. or whatever, like, and also, and obviously not too overdone. Like when I get on the phone or on a video call or whatever, I just wear a nice, like short sleeve button up shirt or something. Because mm-hmm. that's actually what I wear. Right on a day to day basis. Pretty much every yeah. day is a short sleeve button up shirt. And so, um, yeah, I'm a basic white man right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, he got some like uh, some like pastel colored shorts. You know? <laughs> I, I I do. I actually do. It's like I like the you know like the little, uh, little like you have the tigers. Yeah, yeah. You know, or the uh, cheetahs. Cheetahs. I'm gonna have some of the little mustaches. I have anchors. I have like five of those anchor yeah. shirts just because I love little anchors. It's weird, but I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would just wear that to a client meeting. I don't. I don't go. Like oh, it's not like I'm not going to a party. I'm not going out. I'm going to a meeting. Yeah. So I dress like I'm going to a meeting, but it's not like a. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, though, this has come back. This is the same thing for grooms, actually. For as if someone had to ask me style advice for a groom or for your photographer, that's a dude. I would always say, if you have hair, cut it, make it look nice. It's one of the easiest things you can do on a regular basis that amps up your game. Cut your hair? Like, have, get a haircut. Oh, get, get a, a haircut. Get, get a nice haircut. Yeah. Because I feel like you can wear frumpy clothes, but have a nice haircut, and it actually elevates. It's like, whatever is already there, it makes it better. Um, not that you should wear frumpy clothes, but, like, getting a haircut and getting a nice haircut is, like, one of the easiest ways to, elevate, can, like, the to like, elevate the game. Yeah. So, like, if you're a photographer looking for fashion tips, like, and you have hair, and you're a dude, or a girl, I guess, too, get a haircut. Yeah. Just... Try a little bit. Well, here's your style advice from the Black Light Boys. <laughs> them Black Light Boys from bringing style advice. Them Black Light Boys. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Quick break? What, what are we going to take a break about? I think oh, we're I done. Okay, think... we're done. We're going to take a quick break until <laughs> we next week. We didn't take a break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break until next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.